Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Likehearted. <laughs> my name is Sebastian. And my name is Bracey. And we're two average parents chatting about what it means to grow as a parent. That was solid. He was very excited. That was his idea. It went really well. Way better than I thought it would. Okay. Well, we're here because this week, as you're listening to this, is Delaney's first birthday. So we've been doing this parenting thing for a whole year. Wow. Feels both short and long at the same time. I concur. Yeah. So short and also long. The days are long and the year was short. I think that's a phrase that you've told me before. I have heard that. But I would say that for the most part, I don't feel like the days are long. That's good. Like I'm not dying for the end of the day most of the time. Sometimes. Rarely. What about you? Sometimes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Honestly, I think it mostly is dependent upon the workday. And if the workday is hectic and busy, then more so, yes. Okay. That's fair. All right. Well, I don't feel like we've heard a lot from you about this whole process. So why don't you tell us about your experience with the pregnancy and birth? (laughs) Because you did have a whole episode from your perspective. And then I mean, we talked a lot about the pregnancy because it was like all that was happening because it was hard. Right. And then we've done. Yeah. A little bit of follow ups. Follow up. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been a while since I've been on the podcast. Yeah. I think that's so what's going on with you. Tell us everything. Oh, you know. (laughs) Well, we can start from pregnancy was overall for me was pretty great. I didn't have any pain. (laughs) I had no swelling and everything was functioning as it uh, normally should. (laughs) You said that at one point you did say that you thought your um, appetite was up, that you were like sympathy eating for me because I couldn't eat. (laughs) Yeah, that was first trimester. Mm -hmm. I did. I think I was sympathy eating for you. I, was I don't think it worked. <laughs> I don't think it did either. And then let's see. Second trimester, I'd say things went pretty smoothly. I think that's where you started to feel better. First trimester was a lot of helping you do as much as possible with as little. And by energy. as much as possible, you mean the bare minimum, <laughs> yes. like eating yeah. and getting out of bed. <laughs> eating. Yep. Yep. Some laundry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. First trimester was was pretty tough because we were both adjusting pretty drastically as your body changed over time. It was it was certainly an adjustment. And I think for any future babies we may have, we need to do a lot more prep. Yeah, I think we both have talked about the fact that, you know, if I find out I'm pregnant again, then we will immediately go into like planning mode, like <laughs> yeah. freezer meals. Yeah probably asking for additional help from like grandparents, like maybe on a regular cadence yeah, sooner in the process. Yeah, things like that. Yeah. How was the last like few weeks for you? Cause we did a lot of waiting the last few weeks of, of your pregnancy. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was a lot of like hurry up and wait. I think it's the best way I could describe it. Cause we were rushing to get projects done because we knew things were, things were slowly and surely needing to be wrapped up. Mm-hmm. So like most of the nursery, we were still trying to get, I think, a few things done. And it was basically a sprint. I remember the last like week we did like a bunch of random stuff because it was like your birthday and we were kind of just trying to fit in whatever we yeah. could. And we went to Beasley's one night. Oh, yeah. We had our aura photography done. Football. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah. We went to a um, Breaking Benjamin concert. Yeah, we sure for did. Your birthday. That was excellent. Mm-hmm. We should go to more. <laughs> yeah. We can 39 bring nine weeks preg- pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that was enough for me. Totally fine. 
Um, okay. What about the birth part? So 12 hours prior to birth, I think, is where my memory really starts to get pretty clear mm-hmm. in terms of timelines. Because you said, I didn't know this at the time, but you said you went into labor that night. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, shortly after midnight. Mm-hmm. And at, at that, I mean, I was already asleep. You were. So I, you were, you were doing your own thing mm-hmm. at that point. I mean, I went back to sleep. Yeah, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wake up, go to work. For a period of time. Yeah. You had your stand-up call, and so I don't think I told you until after that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was morning. And then that gives me basically enough time to get my team and boss and team and, like, coworkers up to speed and updated. So I get enough prep time for from the work side to kind of close things out and make everybody aware. And then, then things start to progress really really fast well first i asked for jersey mics because i know i know that deli meat is like one of those things that some pregnant women eat and some don't and i didn't Mm -hmm. so i was like she's fully baked now she's coming out (laughs) so get me a jersey mic sandwich asap that was was lunch and yep so yeah so i had jersey mics and And you went to go pick it up i did i did and then i we, we Come home. I come home and we eat. Well, you yeah, we <laughs> ate and then you started like packing up and things like that, like getting things ready around the house. Yep, packing up the car, trying to make sure we're prepared because we're basically waiting. We're waiting for that window that we were told, which was uh, six or the was... contractions are are like five minutes apart. Yeah. And really, you call it five minutes apart, but they won't let you come in typically until four minutes apart. But right. it's like five one one. So it's the contractions are a minute long, five minutes apart or less. And that has to happen for an hour. So I think you came in here in our bedroom and sat down around timing. like two. <laughs> and yeah, and we started timing. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the first few times you timed it, it was... I was like eight minutes apart. It, like yep. we weren't even close. Yep. And then I decided to take a shower. Yeah. Yeah. And then you were not doing so well in the shower. Yeah. I couldn't take a shower. I got mm-hmm. out. Yep. Yep. Nope. And you were like, oh, this is this is progressing quickly. So I started, we started timing again, trying to figure out where you were at, given things had moved. And at that point you were, you, it was like rapid. It was pretty much like yeah. back to back contractions. And it didn't really fit into that five one 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 rule anymore. It was more of a rapid fire. Yeah, and they were only thirty seconds, forty five seconds long. Right, which but it, they were back to back. Yeah, and it was definitely longer than an hour. This yeah, was and I'm a rule follower, so I was like, "This is not textbook, so we're gonna wait." Yeah, and and things just kept getting progressively, I think, more painful and more intense. Mm-hmm. So I finally was like, "I'm just, I'm just gonna call." You were panicked. Yeah, I was panicked. Uh, yes. And he made it maybe 20 minutes of me like having these like pretty intense back to back contractions before yeah. he was like, I'm calling the midwife. I was like, OK, sure. <laughs> I think they're going to I was like, I think they're going to tell you that we have to wait. But OK. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the midwife, like the nurse line is uh, is who I called. and They pick up immediately and they're like, hello. And I tell them the situation of what's going on how far the contractions are, the kind of rapid fire pace that they're at. And they're, they, the lady on the other end of the line literally laughed at me. <laughs> and she was like, you need to come in right now, right now. <laughs> and so I jump off the phone, tell Bracey we are leaving right now. 
And we rush to the car and we go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like the ride over there was intense. Yeah. It was a lot of lot of nerves and angst in that drive. For you. Yeah. Of course for me. <laughs> this whole day has just been nonstop nerves and angst for pretty much. It's like an anxiety trip for probably a, a month's worth of anxiety all rolled into a 12 hour period. Mm-hmm. Time. It was not enjoyable for me. <laughs> I know you were the one in pain and pushing poor poor Delaney out, but man, there was a there was another side to this with me. So we get to the hospital. We do. We get to the hospital. Very clearly, state of the, to the security guard that we're having a baby, and he's like, "Yes, please do proceed." <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure every single person who passed us knew exactly what was happening yes. because a I was big, and b I was in a lot of pain you and making and very known. Yes, there was a I, lot was, of grunting. I had no shame. No. Like, I was in so much pain that I had no shame. You should not have any shame. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, we're on an elevator. We go up to, I believe, the second or third floor. And then we meet another waiting room, a a very small one. And (laughs) there is a... There is an also another... There's there's another pregnant pregnant, lady. Another pregnant lady sitting across from, from Bracey in the waiting room watching her. Yeah labor intensely <laughs> watching her staring at and her i was intensely, like i'm just... sorry that you have to see this because i feel like i'm traumatizing you. <laughs> oh my god and yeah. it was oh i i and and her partner was there yeah. and he was also watching you yeah be in intense pain and i think that was foreshadowing for him in ways that he wasn't really understanding yet because mm. it looked like it was also their first they, 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 they were surprised they yeah and <laughs> yeah. so you very quickly way ahead of that uh that other lady that was in there way ahead of her get your own room and we pretty quickly get settled then i rush back out and park the car yeah so i don't know i can't remember when they checked me but i was at a six already mm-hmm. oh we forgot to mention how long like the timing here because we left for the hospital at 320 ish yeah so, so you, you started timing at two yeah. left for the hospital at 320 ish and then and they checked me once before the midwife even got there right right the and nurse i was already at a six and then by the time she got there and checked me i was seven i want to say eight eight yeah yeah i was like pretty i was you close enough close. that she wasn't gonna leave yeah That's, yeah so all this happens very fast yeah they asked about our birth plan, which I had made the mistake of not writing down, even though we talked about it extensively. And it was in it was like it was available on Seb's phone. He just didn't in the moment remember that. Did not. My brain was full. Yeah. So we were talking <laughs> about pain management. I ended up having an IV. I was like in enough pain that I was like, just give me the epidural, which is not was not the plan. No. But. Um, and this is why you have a birth plan so that your partner can advocate for you when you're in too much pain to be able to think straight. Yes. Um, yes. but she ended up mentioning the other options, one of which was nitrous oxide, laughing mm-hmm. gas. And yep. so they set me up for that. Yep. And there was a point in time, like pretty quickly after we checked in when the midwife did leave, she did leave yes. for like maybe, maybe five minutes, but she was leaving to go onto the floor. Not, she wasn't leaving the building. No. Yeah. She was going to check other patients that she also had. Yes. And she on the way out was like, if the feeling of starting to push creeps up on you, come get me. Mm-hmm. And pretty much almost <laughs> literally five minutes after she left, Bracey was like, I got to push. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I've been thinking about it because one of the only things like 
things that I really would have changed about my birth if possible, which I don't even think in a hospital setting this is possible. There were too many people in and out of that room. Yeah. Um, I didn't love that at all, especially right at the end. They had to bring somebody mm-hmm. or like more people in something about like meconium. And then I don't know. I, we also donated her um, cord blood. So like, I think mm-hmm. there were people in the room for that, for that, which like, yep. that's fine. I just, it was Billing too many paperwork. people in the room. So I will probably ask about that next time. Anyways. All right. So at this point, I, it's but, probably like four o'clock. Well, Okay. <laughs> My point about the room being full is that I think what happened is that all of the people that I wasn't comfortable with left. It was just me and you. And I think I relaxed a little bit. And then my (laughs) body was like, oh, let's let's do this. I'm ready. I'm ready now. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, an interesting. I didn't. Yeah, I I never really realized or put that together. Yeah. But um, it's interesting. Yeah. So then I started to push. Yeah. So midwife comes back and she's like, "Okay, all right. We figure out which position to start in, what feels most comfortable. And at the same time, Bracey is clinging to the nitrous oxide for dear life, mm-hmm. trying to make sure it is always available. And yeah. Cause they tried to let, to try to have me go to the bathroom. And I, I first of all, that was not going to happen. And second of all, it was too far away from the nitrous oxide. And I was like, this is not, this it. is not it. This is terrible. <laughs> what am um, I doing? But also the whole time I don't like to be touched or talked to. So Seb's just kind of hovering next to the bed. Yep. yep. Trying to figure out what to do to help. Yep. It was it was a not the most graceful of moments, I think, for me. Why? Because I did not know what to do with my hands. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to hold your hand. But <laughs> you were gripping that nitrous oxide. And also the side of the bed at one point. Uh-huh. Yes. And it was it was like, I don't even know what to do because you don't want me to touch you you also really don't want me to talk <laughs> not while i'm contracting you can talk when i'm not contracting uh-huh not sure <laughs> <laughs> and so that was uh that was a that was a challenge because yeah. i i just i just stood there mm-hmm. looking very that's fine you were doing worried. what i asked <laughs> <laughs> looking very worried mm-hmm. about what was happening and then when i started pushing you had to hold my leg i did because you had to be in the right position that was ideal for uh super superwoman position wow i can't believe you remember that yeah of course it's in there it's ingrained in my brain Mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff is and it was the most helpful i felt all day okay (laughs) so while i am holding bracy's leg i have a pretty clear view of everything that's going on in the pushing department and as a result of that the midwife in in this moment is uh coaching bracy giving her tips and tricks related to when to take in the nitrous oxide and then when to push at what points it feels like within the contraction. So there's a lot of coordination going on between the midwife and Bracy, and I'm listening very intently. And as soon as she gets to a certain point, the midwife looks to me and says, Hey, look, dad, and I look down and there's baby's head <laughs> just ever so slightly, which is Funny because we had kind of agreed, agreed that he wouldn't look. I would not. And I, I I could care less at the time. Inadvertently did yeah. based on a suggestion from the midwife. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should have been specific about that. That's okay. Yeah. Just a little so bit scarred. Now now I know for next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um it was it was fine. It wasn't it wasn't too bad. how did you feel when she was born? Honestly, I was in shock because it was it's it's a uh, Unreal. It's unreal the feeling of seeing your small, tiny baby 
both come out of your wife <laughs> and then be mobile in in a way that you're familiar with because she's mobile inside yeah. and she is doing very similar movements outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, I, I get that. And it's also you, you're here. Yeah. So a little person, a little bit of shock, uh, definitely a lot of awe and a whole lot of just amazement for how human life is brought into the world. Mm-hmm. You were definitely having an adrenaline rush, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I and think it might seriously be the happiest I've ever seen you. <laughs> just seems so happy. Yeah, because you were good. Everything was good with you. Mm-hmm. You were coming coming down off of having pushed out a baby and you were no longer in pain, which was, I think, a huge relief. Really ideal. You had very minimal complications as related to the birth and your healing went pretty smoothly. Yeah. All things considered. Just a little, a few stitches, but Mm -hmm. not anything crazy. Small small little tear. Okay. Well, tell us about your paternity leave. Uh, Paternity leave was wonderful. I think (laughs) I was gracious enough to have one one whole month off. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like I could have used at least 12 more months. Okay. <laughs> really though, how ideally, what do you think paternity leave would look like? I think it should, I think it should be at least two to three months. I think it should be at least three. And I don't see any way that we, we should really avoid that. Yeah. I mean, that fourth trimester, it's a real thing. Yeah. I feel like once you hit the three month mark, it gets, things, it cha- things change. Things should change 100%. But baby changes, I think some hormonal levels within both of us change. Mm-hmm. I will say, I think that might have been when my postpartum kicked in right around that postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask about that around the three month. mark. Yeah, I actually think it was closer to the two month mark because you were past capacity by Christmas. I'm very clear about that. There were several things that happened right around Christmas that I was like, something's not right. Well, either way, I think the hormonal shift and change that goes on in want- that next trimester or that fourth trimester is, is very real. Yeah, I think that's a very uh, important time, both for baby's development and attachment to parents. Yeah. And your own like coming back down. Well, do you want to tell them about your like what it, what happened and what it was like? Um, yeah. So postpartum depression for me was a lot of lapses in memory and well, as well as like just core brain function. I couldn't think I couldn't process information. And I couldn't put information together in some sort of sequence to make th- to get things to make sense. So it was a lot of struggles with my just just my brain trying to work in a way that I was used to. It was used to working. That was your experience. But also what made me notice was that you were angry, that yeah. you were getting overloaded and like frustrated yeah. and mad often. Yeah. And that's because my brain was no longer like functioning in the way I needed it to. So I would just get so frustrated, mostly at myself. And in in that frustration, it led to a lot of short-tempered uh, events. Yeah. I was really lucky that I had a friend who mentioned that her husband had postpartum depression. So I knew it was possible. I think I might have mentioned this already, but like I was very, I didn't expect it out of some because he's just a very like stable person generally. But the hormone shifts that happen, hormone shi- basically the summary is hormone shifts, shifts happen for men after birth as well. And yeah, there was a point at which I was like, 
this is not right. And so I mentioned it to him, like, do you think it's possible you have postpartum depression? And he was like, oh, maybe that's why I don't feel good. Yeah. And so I looked up the <laughs> symptoms and some of the causations of uh, postpartum depression. And I was like, yep, that, yep. But I also think it's so fascinating that for postpartum depression in men, I think it's often anger and frustration, which we know are cover emotions for other things happening most of the time. Mm -hmm. But I just wonder how many men are actually like this might be happening to and they just don't realize it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it happened in every man to some extent, I would not be surprised. Yeah, because I mean, I don't even feel like it was that long of a period. It was like maybe two months. I don't know, but it wasn't very long. And like you regulated yourself, like you never went on meds or anything. Mm -hmm. So I did go to therapy. You did. Yeah. You had therapy for about a month. Yeah. Well, maybe a little longer. Still, I mean, to me, that's like very minimal treatment. Yeah, I I agree. So I'm like, (laughs) I wonder if this is just like a short period that a lot of men go through and And then it nobody notices. And then, yeah, it just goes away on its own. Right. After the hormones finish regulating themselves back. Right. I'd be interested. If you have any experience, please email us at likehardypodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> so maybe maybe that paternity leave should really be like six months. Maybe. I mean, to cover that time period. Yeah. No, I think that's not a bad idea. Just to make. I will say, I think one of the hardest parts about you going back to work is that we had to figure out how to, I don't know, just like be human beings with this tiny baby. With a tiny human. Yeah. Yeah. It was. That was that was very challenging. Trying to divvy up roles and responsibilities as well as coverages and it was really hard while my brain was just not working trying to get all of the things we needed done actually done it was a hard it was a hard time and i talked about how at that point i was definitely over functioning which Mm -hmm. now i recognize is actually a symptom of anxiety yes (laughs) i didn't know that i like i knew it was problematic but i didn't realize it was a symptom of anxiety so you know, maybe not the best time in our household. Nope. <laughs> if, if it didn't feel that hard while I, like, it didn't feel that hard for me when it was happening. I was like, I totally got this. But I think also <laughs> that was the overfunctioning. Yeah. So. Yeah. You were just compensating. Yeah. I was like, I'm doing everything. This is great. I got, I got, I got, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, do you want to tell us a little bit about after? Like what else about having a baby do you, did you like? Um, so the first, I'd say the first, um, three months that baby is in the world, it's pretty boring. <laughs> she's pretty blobby. I love that part. She's so squishy. And cute. And cute. And she just like posts up somewhere. You plop her in a little, in a little docketot or a space and she just, she just stays there. It's wonderful. And then somewhere around three plus months things will start to shift where she basically starts to recognize and almost communicate back mm-hmm. in her in, in their own ways. Giggle and yeah, she'll look at you, look at you like in the eyes <laughs> yeah. and not just in your general direction. You didn't say often she's staring into my soul. Yeah. And she does that. She'll, uh, she continues to do that with everyone and anyone total she's strangers or otherwise. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But um, that's where things start to get, uh, pretty interesting and pretty fun because you can interact with baby in a way that she interacts back with you or they, they interact back with you. Mm-hmm. And from there, it, it just, it just gets more and more intense <laughs> the further, the further along they get, they start to uh, really figure out things pretty, 
seemingly pretty quickly. Feels feels so fast. Crawling first, which means then you have to play defense on where they can go, what they can get into, how often they can go to certain places. And then finally with uh, with walking and, and grasping of things and holding things and figuring out they can throw things, that's really where uh, you're, you're liable for some injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but we also had a baby who was physically pretty advanced. Like she was crawling and pulling up at five months and walking at nine months. Mm-hmm. And now she's practically running. Well, yeah, she is. Yeah, she's pretty much running and also just like throws everything. Yes. Bottle on the floor. Yeah. Pacifier on the ground. Food she doesn't want. Definitely on the the floor. (laughs) Like a touchdown Super Bowl celebration. Yeah. I feel like she hit toddler hip early, which is her prerogative, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know how that bodes well. Or bodes with regards to actual toddler phase two-ish. I mean, maybe that means she'll finish her toddlerhood early. Maybe. That would be that'd be wonderful. That would be great. I'd be okay with that. Let's talk about parenting. What do you think some of our parenting wins are? What will, what should we do next time? Like, what, what would you repeat? Well, we figured out, I think, the sleep training pretty good, pretty well. Yeah, I would definitely say that was a win. Uh, we mm-hmm. used... The Ferber method, which is basically like progressive amounts of time of leaving them in their crib so that they can get used to it, which I fully, fully think that the reason she wasn't napping in her crib was because she wasn't used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to slowly and steadily get her She slept in our it. room for so, so, so long and she was sleeping overnight in her crib fine, but I think it's because she was so tired at the end of the <laughs> day that she just couldn't be bothered. Yep. But the naps were not happening and... Yeah, so it's like you leave them for three minutes and then you come back in and like, you know, settle them down and then you leave them for five minutes and then seven minutes. And if by that point, like they're not good, you just like take them out. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was. And then you try again. Yeah. And And each day it's like a little, little longer and a little longer. And by the time we got her on that schedule, it worked, first of all. But she was napping 30 minutes at a time ish at the beginning in the crib. And then eventually I think she got used to it enough that she, and maybe her, just her like biology changed, but she started sleeping good, like good long naps an hour and a half usually. And then occasionally, occasionally like two, two and a half hours, which feels like a freaking vacation when your (laughs) kid has for months only slept for 30 minutes at a time on top of you. If that, if that, yeah. Oh, man. She didn't. I don't think she took a nap anywhere other than on top of me for like months, three, four, five, six, yep. probably seven. She didn't start sleeping good until she was eight or nine months. Yep. Yeah. Um. What else will we do again? Nap cap. Nap cap. <laughs> and wraps. I like uh, the wraps and the nap cap. Yeah, baby wraps are the best. Baby wearing in general is wonderful. Not only for functionality, but just like closeness. Yeah. And then the nap cap is we just take a little hat and pull it down over her eyes so that it simulates, you know, like a dark room because she would not close her eyes when she was tired. She just wouldn't close her eyes. And honestly, she still doesn't. She doesn't. You're right. We just put her in a dark room. So, yeah, honestly, I think one thing we did is we kind of just included her in our life instead of like changing the the way we do things going out. Right. 
having her there with us. Which I've heard <laughs> is like good for them to learn to contribute to a family anyways. It's like family focused activities versus like kid, like just yeah. changing your life. So everything is kid focused. Yep. Cause like we would go out to bars and to wineries and to football games now. Yeah. She's and been, she's, she's been with us to and Asheville and to Palm Springs and to Portland. Yeah. We should pat ourselves on the back. We're doing a great <laughs> <She's>, job. <laughs> she's she's a uh, a traveling girl. Mm-hmm. Anything else you can think of? I appreciate the system we have downstairs. That's like enclosed areas where she can <laughs> go. But there's certain areas that she can't go. So she's got freedom of mobility to walk around, say, like the living room and the kitchen. Without having to really contend and fight against her going up the stairs because she doesn't have access to that. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I we that. instead of doing a bunch of baby gates because we have so many doorways in our downstairs and I didn't want to just buy one for every doorway. I didn't want to do that. I wasn't sure like what areas we would want her in and what, you know, whatever. So right now we just have barricades like, you know, our piano bench is turned on its side. And so she can, you know, get to most of the living room the kitchen, the breakfast room, but she can't go in the dining room and then like our hallway. And so like our dogs can be in the house mm-hmm. and have their area and have their space where she's not like tugging on them all the time. And yeah, that's, same, that with, is, the, that's same with the cat. Nicely. The cat can run off. And hide. Does she? No, she, <laughs> she sits there she could, and then gets mad that the baby's trying to play with her. Grab her tail. Yeah. Well, that's on her at that point. It is. Okay. What would you say has been the best part? I'm just watching her develop into a person with as as hard as it's going to be with her own opinions and all of her own little tiny thoughts. It's so cool to see her become not just so blobby. <laughs> yes, that's true. Because she's actually forming what she does and doesn't like in related. And it's getting a little hard because it's food related is the majority of it. Sometimes but the books, you can yeah. tell which book she really likes. Yeah, and the books. But with food, it's hard. It is because we have yeah. to like because she needs to eat. <laughs> yeah. And she doesn't always she'll like one thing one day and then they'll try it again the next day. And she's like, no. Nah. So fascinating and very, very interesting to watch it cut like unfold in real time before our very eyes. But also we have to then contend with what comes. Yeah, I would say the best part for me is being somebody's favorite person in the whole world. That is true. It's, it's also hard sometimes, but man, it's really great. She's just so happy to see you all the time. Yeah, every time. Every time you anybody goes down the stairs. Yeah, we have really loud, creaky stairs. And when she hears that noise of somebody coming down the stairs, she freaks out. She's she so happy. So excited. Yeah. She's like, somebody I like is coming down those stairs. And take this for what it's worth. Whenever baby gets upset, she just... Starts babbling, mom, 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 mom. Like I said, it's really, it's nice. It's very sweet, and sometimes it's hard. Yeah, because basically, when she gets tired at night, she just won't let me put her down until like the last hour of the day is mostly me holding her. Yep. Anyways, um, what would you say has been the hardest part? Oh, definitely the postpartum depression. Yeah. That that whole period between that christmas is it may have even started in like thanksgiving thanksgiving might have been like the tipping point where things started to go downhill yeah um but yeah that was just brutal brutal from a personal and work perspective because i i just was trying to 
force through the brain fog that was coming up and it was just not it. It was not fun. Yeah. Would not recommend or put that on anyone. Yeah. Agreed. I feel like I wouldn't answer specifically postpartum depression, but I think that the hardest part has been you and I learning to work together in a pressure cooker basically. And yeah. I think that a lot of that was made so much harder because of the postpartum depression yep. right and the probably there. also my resulting like over, over functioning. Like, I don't know that that was good for anybody. I, it, it kept us above water, I think. Well, I don't know that it was like the best case scenario by any means, but I think that it took us like you and I a while to recover from all of that, the two of us. And that was hard. It was, it was hard. Also, you lost your job in April, which we had a hard year. (laughs) Yeah. We had a very stressful, tough year. Yep. Yep. (laughs) It was, it certainly, it was, um, the me losing the job in April was both a, a blessing and a curse all rolled into one. Cause I got, basically I got three free more months of paternity leave. Yeah. Cause it was, you got severance for three months. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome. It was, it was and very nice. Also on her eighth month birthday, I did the math and you had been home with us half of her life. Yep. Cause I had four whole really months. Nice. Yep. And then I was fortunate enough to get a job pretty much right as soon as that severance period was ending. Man. Yeah, and you it didn't take you – you had a job within like two or three weeks. So it wasn't like you were stressed out the whole nope. time. You nope. knew you had a job lined up, and yep. you were just waiting out the period, the severance period, basically. Yep. It was pretty – it was pretty – in terms of how it all played out and the timing of everything, it really did work out pretty nicely. But I do think it added a lot of stress for us at the beginning. Like, it was a big blow. Yeah. And Yeah. Right as soon as that was found out in, in early April, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! What are and we again, gonna do? And again, I think I went into overfunctioning because I was like, "It's gonna be fine. It's yep. gonna be fine." Yep. We're, we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna figure it yep. out. Yep. We're gonna be fine. Which we, I mean, we would have been fine, but yeah, it but, was yeah. It literally basic best case scenario because you had a job so fast, and then you got the severance, and then you started your job in the summer. Yep. So that was good. If we could do that again to get me <laughs> like four whole months worth of uh, paternity leave, I don't think I would choose for you to get laid off again. Then. Like, <laughs> let's maybe not do that part. No, probably not. Okay, what would you want to improve upon parenting wise? What do you feel? Where's your room for growth? I could show more patience, I think. So I am still I still get a little little irritable, irritated after with a combination of of things that are going on all at the same time. So I think a little bit more patience with her as she tries to figure things out. Like she'll throw things on the ground and then I ask her if she wants them. She'll take them and throw them back on the ground. And I'm like, oh, why? Yeah. Why? And I should know. I should know why. Because that's what she's doing right now. She's yeah. just throwing things on the ground. That's how she learns at this particular that's, moment. That's what she's working on. So I think just giving her a little bit more leeway. She brings the chaos. She does bring the chaos. You just have to accept it. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to accept it. That's a good, I mean, that's a good room for growth. But it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. Because I'm used to not so much, not so much chaos. (laughs) Yeah, that is, that's pretty much it. And she has no concept yet of cleanup. No, not yet. She just. We'll get there. She just is like a little mini tornado. Mm -hmm. She breezes and blows through and then she's gone. But we do have a pretty good system of cleanup. cleanup. We don't have excessive amounts of toys, which makes it way easier to clean up yes 
on purpose. Right. That is an yes, intentional intentional. plan. <laughs> and we clean up after she goes to bed every night. Yep. Try to have a and like clean reset. slate. Yeah. So I think that's a good one that what? we should continue. Reset. Yeah, I agree. That's another win. Um, I would say that my room for growth is that I would like to work a little harder to give her like special experiences or like events. So I feel like right now we walk in the neighborhood a lot and that's, I feel like that's for me and for her, but I feel like I could do some more things that are like specifically for her. So like if we're going to the park or maybe if I put her in a class, a music class or something. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's probably a little room for those types of activities. Yeah. And we've talked about going to like a, some sort of combo between parent and, and baby so that she can start to interact with other. Well, we did swim lessons. That was basically, honestly, the, the only reason we're talk, having this conversation is not because I feel like every parent needs to do this. It's because we have a very sociable child. Oh my God. She loves people. So neither much. of us are that sociable. No. Nope. So we're having to stretch. Yeah. Like literally sometimes we'll think, should we go out to eat or should we get <laughs> takeout? And we go out to the restaurant specifically so that she can people watch because she loves people. She does. So, it's so strange to us. Yeah. Um, but it's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I just some ways that during the day she could get around other people mm-hmm. and like do some baby specific activities, which is not what I really want to do, but I will do it for her. Which will more than likely also introduce a little bit of illness. Which is fine because, you know, she's going to get she, sick eventually. And that's the that's my point is that she hasn't really gotten sick. She's not had small colds. Two like stomach couple, bug type situations. Some, yeah, some yeah. F- a little bit of fever, maybe a little sniffles, but nothing like full blown, all out cold, down for the count kind of. Yeah, knockout. Yeah, we've been lucky with that. So that's my that's my <laughs> secret worry when it comes to these events is that she's just gonna catch all the things back to back for weeks on end, and we're just think, gonna be sick. <laughs> I don't think that usually happens unless they're in daycare. It's coming. I mean, when she starts school, then probably, yeah, we should plan for her to be sick for a while. We, we will be <laughs> yes, sick. Yes, we will all be sick. You're right. You're right. You're right. Maybe we can get ahead on our, like, vitamin C and immune support. <laughs> Just go ahead and start bulking. Yeah, right, like the month before <laughs> school starts. Yeah, that'll work. That'll I work. mean, it can't hurt. Okay. What do you hope for her for the future? I hope she makes all the friends. All the friends that she possibly, like, that's what I see her. Whenever she gets to play uh, preschool or daycare or wherever she ends up with kids that her that are her age and it's in more quantities than just like four, mm-hmm. she's gonna make all the friends, and we're gonna be just introduced to so many parents. Yep, <laughs> because she'll be invited to all the birthday parties and all the social events. And we are just going to have to make make nice and make friends. Yeah. <laughs> with her with her classmates. Yeah. Parents. I'm going to have to yep, put on my sociable hat. Yeah. And, and say hi. Well, pro- we can probably take turns taking her and stuff like that so that we both don't have to suffer through it. But I hope that she makes all the friends. That's my hope. Yeah, I agree. And and she all the is she wants. And she is not disappointed when it comes to social interactions because people are like mean to her or they don't like her but she really wants them to like her <laughs> so. i'm interested now this is a bonus question what do you think about her human design she is a 5-1 ego manifester yep and with with the way it, it's 
working out with her personality. I think it'll be, I think it'll be interesting. I think she'll manifest all of the things that she needs through other people. And then she will influence those people that she brings into her life to do the things that she needs them to do. (laughs) I don't know. It's interesting because I feel like when you were talking, I was thinking about how we've put this projection on her that she's sociable, but maybe she's not actually because that's the fifth line is like about projections and fifth lines get projected upon often. So like that's something that I want to avoid, but also she just does seem very sociable. But wouldn't we project onto her our introverted? No. No, we it's like the projection is like the way you see them. It might not be their lived experience. Uh-huh. Like you have to let them tell you what's happening instead of well, so far. We've just been reacting to her. That's true. I mean, watching I her as she's I don't think we're making like any detrimental projections, but I think you just have to like be specific that you kind of let them lead and tell you what's going on instead of assuming, you know. Um, and then the other thing is that you were talking about how you hope that people don't. Like she doesn't want to make friends and then they don't want to be friends with her, which is a real possibility as a manifester because her aura is repellent. So basically that (laughs) for those of you who aren't human design literate, that basically means that like manifestors are very, very for some people, but are not for other people. And it's like a stark difference. Like I'm either for you or I'm not for you at all. Um, Which, you know, is not a bad thing, but I do think it would be a challenge as a child. To, to understand and not really have that understanding. Right, yes. Why don't they like me? I want right. them to like me. Right. <laughs> it's really it's funny. okay if not everybody likes you. Yep. Yep. And I, I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be a challenge that we will have to navigate through with her is how do we, how do we best communicate social, social circumstances to her in a way that she, she will understand at the age that she's at while also not trying to mold her. Or like, like you were saying, project mm-hmm. on yeah. her. I mean, we can't even project on to her that she'll like human design. We, can, I think, the I only thing we can say is that <laughs> not everybody has to like you, and you don't have to like everybody. Like, there's some, some people that are for you, and some people that aren't, and that's okay. I hope she accepts that. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a hard lesson for everybody to learn. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any final thoughts? What do you hope for her future? Oh, right. I forgot <laughs> to answer. Um. I hope that we don't mess her up too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that kind of, yeah, that kind of segues into mine. Yeah. I mean, I really just hope that yeah. she gets out of childhood with minimal amounts of drama. That's the only thing you can hope for, I think. I, I mean, I hope she's happy and healthy and feels like she can be herself all the time. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Which is sort of the same thing. Yeah. It's, but with the, with the trauma stuff, I think that's more intention setting, which is good. Yeah. I think that's that's a good, solid goal to to work towards. And more than likely will require maintenance. Yeah. At best. For sure. I or, mean, parenting, I think, is somewhere you can grow forever. Like, can you even ever stop being a better parent than you are today? You know? Can you put that on your resume? I am a professional parent. I mean, I sort of am a professional parent because I'm a care a hundred percent of the time caregiver. So yeah, so you're like an expert. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'm an expert. I you could you could be that. you could be the subject matter expert on parenting for us. Mm, no, I don't. I don't, I don't accept that. Okay, that feels <laughs> icky. <laughs> icky. <laughs> okay. It feels like I should know what I'm doing if, <laughs> if I'm going to claim that. That feels icky. 
Okay, well, I thought of one more question. So okay. let's listen on the, this one. It's fun. Uh, can you think of a really fun memory that you would like to share with everybody? I think it was the first time that she went to the beach. I think that was a really awesome, really awesome experience because she was so willing. You put her down on the sand and she's like, oh, what is this? And then she puts her hands on the sand and she's like, "Okay, I'm in. I'm into this. I really like what this stuff is. I don't know what it is, but I really like it. And just watching her experience something brand new for the first time like that on a scale that's the ocean (laughs) is really something as a parent. And it's just there's a lot of those types of moments. But when it comes to I think I think the stars like her seeing the stars and the moon might be something comparable in terms of like scope and scale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But man, the ocean was, it was good. It was a good time. Yeah. There are a lot of those moments. I was thinking, I can't, I can't think, I can't think of anything that's like, especially that's like better than other things. Cause it, I feel like everything's really good mm-hmm. and fun to watch. But one recently that I can think of is that she has this one book that she loves <laughs> called wonderful babies. <laughs> and all it is, is like emotions on the baby so it's like sleepy baby happy baby grumpy baby and that's that that's all that the book says but she loves reading it we read it over and over and just the fact that she delights in this book (laughs) and will bring it to you to read at 11 months old yep is really cool as a request she's like i want this also she says baby like that's one word that she can say very clearly yep and it's cute it is (laughs) so cute how many times do you think we say oh my god she's so cute in a a day in a day between the two of us Mm -hmm. I think you account for probably 80% and maybe 40, 40, 40 times a day. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Cause she's really cute. Yeah. She, she is. We'll have to take a family pic to put up as the Instagram post for this. Sounds like a good plan. An updated family pic. Yeah. Everybody and can see my her hair. first birthday <laughs> will have already, her first birthday party will have already passed by the time this airs. It will have been the day before. Hmm. But we're doing a pig themed because we call her Piggy. That's right. Our sweet little piggy's turning one. Yep. And it's mostly because when she was probably what two months old, Maybe she would not even. Yeah, she would just she would just like snort, snort and oink. <laughs> I kind of. It was a real snort. <laughs> it was. It was so so good. It was so good. Still can't even believe that no. that noise really made it's itself known out of her <laughs> and just the fact that the nickname stuck like yeah. i called her little piggy one time and it just pig. it really stuck pig, pig, piggy pig not and now i make songs about it mm-hmm. <laughs> she has multiple variations of the nickname yep yep okay so all in all highly recommend having a baby <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty great there are some tough times and i'd say the birth pregnancy side is intense but as soon as you get through, I'd say that first that first period where all the all the hormones from both parents are still all over the place, it gets really, really great. I also think that I know that we have maybe an easier than average baby, but I think that parenting has been easier than I thought it would be. Agreed. Now, we don't have like a colicky baby, which would yeah, be she was... so hard. Yeah, she was not a big crier or... Nope. She Bussy for no reason. She basically didn't really let us know much of anything. Yeah, she never told us if she was hungry or anything, which nope. is its own problem, yep, I guess. Yeah, that's where the we worked weight it out. stuff came in. But yeah, we figured it out. We worked it out. And, and now she lets us know. Yeah, now she's <laughs> coming into her voice. <laughs> yes. Do recommend. Highly recommend. 
All right. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for talking about parenting with me. You bet. And do it again soon. Maybe in like another, another year on Piggy's birthday. You've got to come back for your growth update sometime soon. Oh, yeah. Well, we got to coordinate that with Taylor. Yeah. But y'all got to tell us about how you've been growing. I mean, my hair has been growing. It has. <laughs> it has been growing. It is significantly longer than the last time he talked to y'all. <laughs> you can see it in the, in the picture on Instagram. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, if you have any parenting tips for us, shoot us an email at lightheartedpodcasts at gmail.com. And if you would like to see Seb's movie star hair is what he calls it, <laughs> head on over to Instagram at lightheartedpod. Thanks, y'all. Bye.